0: Welcome to the HFL show with me, Ian All the podcast that is praying for mild weather this weekend. Horrible Highland rain caused five postponements at the weekend, so before we get all starry eyed, dreaming on the road to Hamden, let's look back at the two surviving games last weekend. Abrora maintained their strong start, scoring five for the second weekend in a row, this time beating rivals Wick Academy. In the North Derby and Devon Vale, and Huntley shared the spoils, earning their first point of the season respectively, and I'm pleased to say I'm joined on the line now by Black and Golds manager Alan Hale.
1: Alan, how are you? Hi Ian, I'm very well, thanks. Uh, pleasure to be on.
0: Good to hear you, Alan. Uh, we we're just talking off there about your your attempt well you're you're your starting your Christmas shopping. How are you? Um, how's your Christmas shopping going? Yeah, it's it's almost there now, Ian. Um, yeah, thankfully I've done done most of it online um, and pretty quickly this year. So, so yeah, I think I'm uh, as organised as I can be. I guess at this stage. Well, it's always difficult, in amongst and uh, amongst the football as well. And imagine, you know, as a, a football manager, you've got your obviously games at the weekend, your training as well. So online's pretty um, pretty key, I'd imagine to. Uh, your Christmas shopping exploits?
1: Yeah, so, certainly it's for me, and um, I, I'm not one that, that's got a lot of patience at the best of times. So, uh, trolling through the town centres isn't my um, my main idea of fun. So, so
0: yeah, the the, on, the online way is definitely the, the most convenient. That's for sure. Now, oh, you and me both. Have you hear reports uh, over the over the next couple of days about? Um, uh, an irate shopper in the middle of Inverness City Centre, then you'll know it's me. Um, Alan, it's been a it's been a hectic, strange start to the season, if you like. Um how are you firstly settling into the the job at Huntley? Yeah,
1: I'm sitting in well, uh thanks. Ian it, obviously, you know, it was it was difficult, um, you know, coming in initially at the the start of June, you know, just through the middle of Covid. Um you know, with the fact that we couldn't get into training and, and meet the players. So you know, we had to do that through the um, you know, methods of Zoom and things like that to, to speak to the players. Um, you know, obviously, the, the motivation with, with not having a date to, to return to football was, was lacking, um, understandably, within, within the squad. But you know, obviously, since we've been back at the start of September, um, you know, it's been, been really enjoyable. Um, you know, everyone at the club has been really welcoming. Um, a lot of good people there um, that, that deeply care about their club. And, um, yeah, the players have been been first class to, to deal
0: with as well. And, you know, they're working really hard to, to hopefully help improve
1: the club along the way.
0: There was a few guys in the same boat as you that have just, you know, taken over as, as manager of a, of a club during the, the middle of the, the kind of pandemic and lockdown, if you like. Obviously, difficult that you mentioned, you know, Zoom calls to meet your players. I'm sure that you were, you know, desperate for the return to training, that kind of bubble training initially, just desperate to get your. To meet your players first and foremost and, and get your ideas across to them.
1: Yeah, exactly that. You know, it's it, it's fine and well you know, speaking to the players over Zoom and you know trying to get your point across about what your ambitions are for the club and the style of play that you're looking to introduce and what have you. But until you actually get onto the training pitch and, and meet the players, you know, they, they don't know what personality they're working with and likewise with ourselves. Um, you know, but we've, we've made a few changes in, in terms of personnel that we felt was, was right, you know, in, in terms of moving the club forward and, um, as I said, you know we've got a young squad but um, you know we feel that they're all technically capable and um, you know certainly through the, the three games that we've had so far I feel that the players have equipped themselves really well and um, probably been unfortunate not to come away with that point against Rothis and potentially could have got more out of the game on Saturday so yeah, overall I think we're, we're very pleased at the start um, and obviously where we feel the squad's at so um, yeah, just hopefully we'll keep improving throughout the, the course
0: of the season I was very lucky on the podcast during lockdown to have a former Huntley manager as a guest. Steve Pelly patterson was on the podcast a few uh, months ago now. Of course, everyone knows about uh, his exploits at Huntley. And I suppose it's a bit of a cliche, isn't it? But we like a cliche on this podcast. Huntley are a bit of a, a sleeping giant. You know, obviously, Pelly had great success. Even when you look at the club's Twitter hat, uh, biography, it just says seven times Highland League champions. And, you know, as I say Huntley had a bit of a sleeping giant. Do you have an ambitions to, you know, to obviously to move Huntley up that league table?
1: Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. And as you as you rightly point out, there, you know, you, you just need to look at the history of the football club um, to understand, you know, how successful they've been in the past. And you know, many many managers throughout that that period have, have came in and, and tried to to bring their own success to the club. And then we're no different, you know we We've got our own ideas and in their own style and in terms of how we want to be successful and um, you know obviously Huntley's a massive club you know they're, they're well followed by by the town they, they're well backed throughout the games um, so yeah we've love nothing more than to, to get Huntley back into the top regions of the, the Highland League and, and obviously start competing at the latter stages of club competitions as well and, and that will be the aim it's, it's something that will probably take time um, you know we, we, we've came in we, we know it's a long term project but um, yeah you know we, we're in the the, in, in the infancy of that and you know everyone's working hard and um, you know we've just got to keep taking that year on year and
0: as long as we keep progressing then, then hopefully over time we'll, we'll get to where we want the club to be absolutely I keep telling my wife Rome wasn't built in a day
1: oh absolutely and um, yeah you know to, to throw the cliches out there then, then I would say that's definitely the right one Um you know, it's something that's going to take time, more so with, with COVID. And obviously, is one of six clubs at the moment that, that can't get any fans in. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's still no income being generated. So, I mean, I'm sure that's going to have a knock-on effect um, throughout. But, you know, we'll, um, we'll, we'll keep looking to improve the squad where we can and, and where we see fit. Um, and obviously, trying to improve the, the players that's there, that will be the most important element of that. And, uh, you know, we've certainly saw vast majority of improvement in the squad so far, and as long as we keep doing that, then, then we're certainly
0: on the right path. Looking back at the one-all draw with Devon Vale, a game that had everything in it, and um, by all accounts, a uh, quite an entertaining one-all draw. Uh, good to get off the mark, though, as you said, you mentioned there about being unlucky against Rothis on the, the first game of the season. Good to get off the mark and get your first point of the campaign. Yeah, very much so, and I, I think overall at
1: that point was probably the the right result. Um, you know, it's a pity that the fans weren't there because I thought it was a very enjoyable game. Um, it was entertaining, as you said. It, it kind of had a bit of everything. Um, contained within the, the ninety minutes, both teams were all out to, to try and win the game. Um, and in the end, we we both had to settle for a point. But yeah, no, it was good to. I'll just uh, stop the, the back-to-back defeats and, and get off
0: the board with with that point. You got back into the game just after half time. Logan Johnston with the goal, and then, as I say, a game that had you know a bit of everything. There was a sending off, and there was a, a missed penalty as well. You had. Ewan Storier to thank
1: Yeah, yeah, that's right. And look, that's what that's what Ewan's there for obviously and you know, he's he's extremely capable. I think he's someone that, that's really impressed us in the short time that we've been at the club and um, you know, obviously going a go goal, goal down within a minute was, was extremely frustrating. Um, you know, it wasn't part of the game plan obviously, but I thought the the responded really well to that. I thought we we finished the the first half the strongest team, we deservedly got the goal early in the second half, um, we looked the side more capable of scoring again. Up until the point that Courtney got sent off, um, and then Devin and came back into the game in the last stages, and uh, yeah, they got the penalty and, and had another chance to, to score, and uh, Ewan pulled off another important save after the penalty. So yeah, in the end, th- thankful for Ewan, in um, obviously, uh, you know, satisfied to come away with that point.
0: You got that point, and now this weekend, well, weather permitting, of course. I mean, the the, the card was com- almost completely wiped. Last weekend, we're hoping for milder weather this weekend. You welcome W T Star in the in the Scottish Cup. Do you know much about W T Star? I'm, I'm assuming. Have we talked about this before? With, with um, you know, f- uh, players and managers gone to the days where, you know, Scottish Cup opponents would would come up and you wouldn't know anything about them. But now, due to the internet, um, obviously you know you can you can watch games and and highlights of of these teams down in the south. So it's not you know a total blackout. But what what do you know about W T Star? Well, obviously, I think they're,
1: they're in a transitional period, um, you know, similar to ourselves. Um, you know, I think the, the new manager came in the, the start of last season. Um, you know, looking at their squad, it looks like they, they've got a lot of loan players from from SPL clubs and, and what have you. Um, you know, obviously, over so the catchment area down there being being far greater than what we have. Um, you know, up here, obviously, the lowland leagues extremely competitive. Um, you know, a lot of finances down there um, that, that's available. Um, but you know, I think it would be a difficult tie. They're, they're obviously a capable side. Um, Although the lead position maybe doesn't reflect that, but we have certainly saw some highlights and had some footage of games sent to us that we've managed to review. And um, yeah, we, we certainly know their strengths and, and what we feel their weaknesses are. And um, it's a long trip for them, so hopefully, you know, them coming to Lane and us having the home advantage, that, that hopefully we can.
0: Putting a good performance on the day and, and uh, take another step forward in the in the next round. You mentioned earlier on that about fans not games, and it's the same for you know a few clubs in the league, and obviously the the guys in the in the, in the south, you know the Lowland League guys um, are in the same boat too. In terms of a Scottish Cup run, um, that will be a a, a good source of, of income as well that the club, you know, could could do with as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and you're you're absolutely right there, and. Um, you know, I'm sure every club's got the, the the same target. You know, from a financial perspective, from the club, it, it obviously helps during these difficult times. Um, but obviously, from a playing perspective, you know, every club at the start of the season, the, the dream of getting to the the third and fourth round of the Scottish Cup and, and the players having that experience of playing against full time clubs and and getting that experience test to, to maybe go away from home and into one of the big teams and um, you know, some high league sides have, have had that uh, opportunity in recent years and. You know, that only fuels the, the ambition for all the rest of the clubs to to experience that. So um, yeah, certainly with the Scottish Cup there's always that, that sense of excitement around the games and, and Saturday, despite there being no fans, I don't think that'll be any different. And um, yeah, we're all looking forward to the game and, and hopefully we can be on the right side of a, a positive result.
0: Everyone loves the Scottish Cup, Alan. Thank you very much for your time. I wish you all the best on Saturday against Albiti. And all the best for the for the season ahead. No problem, Ian. Again, a pleasure for having him on. Huntley manager Alan Hale there. Thanks again for Alan for sparing his time. Huntley, of course, looking to beat Dalbeaty's star in the Scottish Cup this weekend as well. A, a big history that club has in the competition. Another club that has had exploits in the Scottish Cup is Wick Academy, and I'm very pleased to say fresh from training. Midfielder Richard McCarty joins us now. Richard, how are you?
2: Fine, thanks Ian.
0: Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm great. I'm good. Probably I've been in a nice warm house. Uh, most of the evening, you were out uh, out training this evening. How was the, the mood in the camp like ahead of this weekend's game?
2: Uh, yeah, mood was okay. Yeah, training was good. Um, kind of put last week now. Last weekend aside, and moved on to last weekend and started
0: uh, preparations for it. So yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's one of those I don't want to, to dwell too much on it I'm sure you won't either uh, Never nice to lose a, a derby match but by all accounts haven't seen the game I've, I've kind of read reports and, uh, and and heard a few people talking about it but it wasn't a, a typical 5-1 if you like I think that um, you know it, it might have been a, a closer game than the scoreline suggests uh,
2: Yeah, it was Yeah, um, started off pretty well Um they got their two goals but we were still in the game we got a goal back and coming second half we kind of put a bit of pressure on and then kind of pivotal point we had a chance we was in one on one and you've got to take your chances against Boran the keeper saved it then they went up to park and scored five minutes later and 3-1 could have been 2-2 3-1 we kind of changed our game plan then and um, kind of went for it added and then we kind of got picked off a wee bit near the end and some individual mistakes and whatnot. and
0: that was it then you were coming back from four ones. So. That chance set at, at two one down, that makes it two two if you take that and then as you say they go up the park and score. Your opening day game again, Bucky Thistle left Wick with the three points winning three two. It's fine margins at the moment, isn't it? Yes,
2: yeah. I mean, we played well, the first game especially against Buckingham, we played really well. Um we kinda we kinda gave away few set pieces they caused a few problems from set pieces then and a few individual mistakes again. Um but we had the pressure on we got back in it and I met a bar twice, I had a bar myself and we had two goals then uh, disallowed. So we could have again it's fine margins again. They were they took their chances and we didn't so
0: But as you say, you'll be looking to put that behind you um and grab a, a win this weekend. It's a different Situation from the league. It's the Scottish Cup this weekend as well as I touched on there. What have in the last couple of seasons? Have I've had some some great memories in the Scottish Cup. What uh, do you have? One that, that stands out in particular uh, from those uh, Scottish Cup exploits over the years. Uh, there's
2: a, a few. I always look forward to Scottish Cup. Um, obviously, a breaking game always comes back. Kind of goes back to haunt so bet maybe We were four four each with them at home and <laughs> we're four two up then ten minutes to go and. They just kind of wore us down. Then I suppose the end. And it was good to it's good to play against the higher opposition and kind of gauge yourself against them. We always do well against them. We played a few weekend, like I said, and we've always it's not we've
0: never been totally outplayed or hammered or anything like that. You know, we've always held our own. And it's like you say though. The club enjoy the Scottish Cup. You look forward to the Scottish Cup. Um, I think even the the community as well look forward to to those games as well. And you're no different, you, um, you're excited about the Scottish Cup this weekend?
2: Yeah, the community definitely does, especially once we get further along. And um, well, it won't be the same for them now, if we'll, they won't travel, but whenever we go down the line they always take a good support with us. Um, but it's always good to play against a new team as well, it's a new team this week.
0: I haven't played against them. Musclebra Athletic are the opponents, are you familiar with them? What do you, what do you know or what are you expecting rather from Muscle this weekend
2: um, I haven't seen much of them uh, personally I, I did have a look at their Twitter and seen some of their highlights from last weekend's game I think this weekend was called off but um, Gaz the manager seems to know a bit about them he's kind of he's kind of expecting sort of how they play and um, it'll be a physical game it always is when you come up against teams from Dini Line and that they are
0: again and whatnot. I was thinking back to when I spoke to your manager um during the summer on the on the podcast and he talked a lot about those kind of Scottish Cup games and over the years you've made many long journeys down to um South Cuthbert Wanderers I think was the furthest you, you traveled um Musselborough make the long journey up the road this weekend as well I, I don't know what they're what they're going to do in terms of the the covid guidelines I don't know if they'll be staying overnight anywhere or how they'll be travelling because of the you know the team bus situation as well I'm not entirely sure uh, how or or what or when or wherever they're going to do it but they're going to make that journey nonetheless do you get a kind of sense of anticipation when you see away teams especially from the central belt coming all the way up to wick and when they walk off the team bus you know they must be thinking to themselves where are we what's what's going on here do you get that from them uh, definitely
2: yeah uh, um I think they're actually travelling on a Saturday morning so oh, geez. it's better for us but um, yeah, quite often get out when teams come up and play against us some of my players will, will speak to you in between when the ball's out of play and stuff and not realising how far up, we, up the road it is
0: and how far past Inverness because a lot of them don't realise how far past it is Well that's the thing, thing, most
2: nice
0: road either, so no, that, mo- most people get to uh, Inverness and they think that they're you know, Ah yeah. exactly, yeah. But uh but they're not and I'm sure you'll be, you know, looking to To make that kind of advantage, that home advantage count. Yeah, we have to, yeah, definitely. Um and the pitch isn't in the, the best of states either, so getting up early and doing a lot of
2: travelling and then playing on the heavy pitch and we're kinda of used to it, but they won't be able to think, so stuff like that goes in our favour, so we have to
0: make it count. I'm sure uh, I'm sure the boys from Musselburgh will be well they'll be knackered by the time they get up the road if they're travelling. Uh, early Saturday morning, but listen, um, let me make that journey rather than the, the other way about. Richard, we wish you all the best on Saturday. You're not going quite yet because you're going to take part in the HFL show Brainiacs quiz. Now, Scotty Davidson was first up. He scored four on the first episode. Then Neil McLean from Locos blew my way last week by scoring 10. Um, how are you, general knowledge, pub quiz? Are you Are you a keen... Participant when it comes to pub quizzes?
2: Nah, nah, no, not really but I'll, uh, I'll do my best. As long oh. as I can beat four, I'll not be last well, not my
0: target. Well four four's the one to four's the one to beat. Uh, okay, I'm gonna put sixty seconds on the clock and I'm gonna start the clock now. How many faces does a cube have? Six. Ebenezer Scrooge is a character from what Charles Dickens book? Oh I'll pass. What organ is responsible for filtering toxins such as alcohol? Liver What was the name of the volleyball in Tom Hanks' movie Castaway? Wilson Which club are nicknamed the Red Lickety's? Pass What is the name of Shane Ritchie's character in EastEnders? Alfie Moon On which corner of an envelope is a stamp traditionally placed? Right. In which reality show did Little Mix win in 2011? Uh,
2: X-Factor.
0: In which country did the car company Jeep originate? Uh, Britain. And what is Apple's default internet browser? Safari, I think it is. is it? Safari, right. So that's one, yeah. two, three, four... You've equaled Scott Davidson 5, 6, 7 That's not too bad I'll take that. 7's a respectable Um, score So Wick Academy go 2nd on the league table Uh, 3 short of Locos But more importantly 3 clear of Nairn County Richard, uh, thanks for taking part And thanks again for um, having a chat And all the very best Against Mussobra Athletic at the weekend uh,
2: Thanks very much
0: So the pandemic robbed us of a much-anticipated encounter between the Highland and Lowland League this year. Broader Rangers versus Celtic Hearts was one we're all looking forward to, but fear not because the Scottish Cup has thrown up some encounters with the Highland sides taking on their counterparts from down the road. There's some interesting ties that we'll look ahead to, and there will be many sides that Island League fans will not be familiar with. Well, worry no more because we're joined by Chris from the Lowland League Catch Up Podcast to learn more. Chris, how are you? And how are you? I'm very well. I'm very well. How about things down in Cowdenbeath? Yeah, uh, not too bad. Obviously, I, I believe the I don't
3: know if the tier systems are changing uh, for here. yet. I, I believe uh, there was an announcement made, but I've not not managed to catch it yet. But no, everything's
0: going well uh, apart from obviously the pandemic, like everyone else. Chris, uh, I don't know if you're like me, but uh, I mean, personally, I love the Scottish Cup and I love especially the early rounds because it does throw up some uh, intriguing ties. Are you looking forward to the... Well, I know that the Scottish Cup uh, did start a few weeks ago with two ties, but uh, are you looking forward to, to the start of this year's Scottish Cup just as much as me? Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, the Scottish Cup, especially for... In terms of, hopefully, some shocks, uh, you know, uh, BSC Glasgow in the Lone League, for example, getting the sort of
3: dream tie against Hubs last season was mm-hmm. was uh, brilliant. Uh, I think they beat East Fife, in a, uh, which was a magic as well in terms of, it's what makes the Cup, really. You're, you're hoping that either a Highland or a Lone League team or an Easter Scotland team can, uh, can put out one of the SPFL sizes.
0: There's nothing that can really beat that for me in terms of football. Yeah, Brora caused a, a bit of a scare against Morton in last season's competition as well. There's been there's been many examples of um you know sides from the, the Highland and the Lowland making the, the kind of meeting the big teams as it were. Tie of the round then, let's look at because there's there's three all Highland ties and we'll look at them later on. But there's the, the the sides that are in the Highland League, there's eight ties against unfamiliar opponents if you like. But tie of the round for me uh, looking at them, has to be East Stirlingshire against Inverery Locos. Locos, obviously, um, have only played one league game so far this season. They beat Keith 2-0 at Harlow Park. But East Stirlingshire are flying. They went top of the table on Friday night, albeit for uh, a few hours at least. But uh, that top of the table in the Lowland League looks incredibly tight to call. What can Locos expect from East Stirlingshire this weekend? A uh, tough game. Um, You know, you you kind of mentioned it
3: there yourself, but obviously I think Highland League teams are a wee bit of a disadvantage this season, considering he's only a few weeks into your season, whereas Lowland have been going on for a a few months now, so Mm -hmm. that's one of the sort of factors to consider, but from what I know from uh, East Alanshire and and Baruri is they, they I believe they have some sort of friendship, I guess it's maybe from. Uh, previous meetings in the Scottish Cup mm-hmm. or what is, but it seems all quite friendly on social media so uh, but yeah for me East Stoll um, uh, especially at home at Falkirk Stadium I expect them to win it uh, but I don't know you, you never know in these sort of cup games uh, but yeah it's a, a solid game I think you're right I think it's probably one of the ties of
0: the round to, to begin with I think they are what are nine, nine games in nine ten games into their season now I mean that that is going to have some sort of advantage their way I mean most of the sides to be fair against Highland sides I mean some Highland sides haven't even started their season yet if you like Nairn and clackham we'll touch on them later um, East Arlington I had a wee look through their side Nicky Nicky Lowe's the kind of one that, that catches the eye he's played at a higher level before um, are they I mean they were always a side I mean over the years that finished bottom of the old third division as it were are they are they on the up again? I think so. Um, I think they were disappointed last season. They had you know, brought in guys
3: like Nicky Lowe, uh, Jordan Tappan still there. The guys uh, that, that, you know, that have SPFL quality, if you will. Uh, they did lose a few names, like Jamie Barclay, I think, went west of Scotland. So. But they, they've been fantastic. I wasn't expecting them to, to be right at the top of the league this early. Or even at all, to be honest. But uh, it's been a fantastic deal for um, a job from Dell and, and Andy Rogers, who's also been playing late recently and, and got a few goals and assists. So he's probably a, another name that that you know fans will be familiar with. But yeah, uh, East Londonshire. I think they're fans of the chances. One thing they have been good at is uh, scoring goals. But certainly uh, they've been good at keeping clean sheets as well. Ross Connolly's been fantastic. Uh, you know between the sticks. So. It's a tough game. It's a, I think
0: any team coming up against East Larnsher at the moment is going to find themselves in a, in a tough game. A tough one for Locos. And what a place to play the football as well. I mean, a big fan of uh, Falkirk Stadium I've been visiting uh, over the years. It's a, it's a great place to, to play your football, albeit no fans will be, unfortunately, allowed through the, through the gates. But in terms of the, the rest of the, the Highland sides, as we look at it, Rothauswick Academy, Nairn County, Lossiemouth, Devrimvale and Clach, which of those sides do you think has the, uh, other than locals perhaps, have the, the hardest task in front of them on Saturday? Uh, there is a few, to be honest with you, uh, that I think could cause a bit of an upset. But I think I'll go with uh, Wick Academy, because Muscle Grand okay. East of Scotland, uh, they,
3: they've got a, a really decent side, one of the sort of top East of Scotland sides. I don't think the results have completely went all their way this season. But they're a they're a team that um, that can do it in the Scottish Cup. I think they've done it previously uh, last season, and you know so. And I think that's a tough one for Wick. Uh, but then again, they are at home, so you know we're considering the travel as well. You don't know how how jaded the the players will be in terms of uh, you know the the long travels, uh, especially now because they're probably not getting team buses up. They're all probably going to have to to make the drive and, and whatever else. So it's, it's going to be a very, I guess it's strange, obviously, given the current circumstances, but I think it's going to be very
0: hard to predict some of these because of uh, current restrictions and whatnot. And that journey for Musabram, I'm, I'm sure many of their, their their players won't even know where Wick is or how far north they are. So it's a long old journey for them this weekend. In, in the reverse then, which of the, of the Highland sides do you think has the easiest task in front of them this weekend uh, or are I they all quite think difficult think to call they, for me Banks are D uh, I think they should probably get a win over
3: Vale of for for an actual Highland side um, trying to, I think Huntley might have a decent chance against LBT Star again it's a long travel for a lot of the LBT Star lads I'm assuming maybe uh, not all the players can make that so they might have a sort of, I guess, a lesser side, a few less sort of, in, in, players on the bench, if you will. So, um, for me, I think Huntley um, over that be star. But again, it depends on travel and, uh,
0: <clears throat> and form and stuff as well. Looking at the fixtures there, I mean, they are they are pretty difficult to call. All of them. I mean, I wouldn't be, I'm not a betting man anyway, but I wouldn't I wouldn't be betting on any sure fires. I mean. As I mentioned earlier on, the, the game time might be a factor as well. Clark and Nairn, both at home, and uh, Nairn have obviously been out of action uh, due to a, a positive COVID test, and Clark haven't been able to start their season at, at all due to, uh, for one reason or another. They're both at home. Uh, both have got very different opponents. Caledonian Braves. Now, obviously, they, they have they haven't had a, a great start to the to the season. They're, they're third bottom at the moment. Um, have some pretty big names as well in t- in terms of higher up experience. But Andy Dewey and David Winters, having previous connections with Ross County, I'm sure they'll be looking forward to to return to to Grant Street Park. Uh, but Thrive Rovers as well. I mean, what are we what what can we expect from Caledonian Braves at Clach and Thrive and Nairn? I would have probably given the advantage to, to Clark over Cal- Caledonian Braves had they, they played a few more games because the Braves haven't been great uh, as you mentioned and David mm-hmm. Winters for me I mean he's
3: he's you know he's he's getting on in years uh, to you know to slide the boy off but you wouldn't think it the way he plays he's, he's still wide uh, in terms of a forward he's, he's brilliant in terms of his fitness I don't know what he does to keep up but uh, but certainly uh, they they haven't started great Caledonian Braves and they don't have the best of records in the Scottish Cup, so Clark might might still have a chance of this one I think. They you know, you mentioned they have a good team obviously, like Sadevi Winters, uh, Andy Dowie, uh, guys like Neil McLaughlin who's who was playing in the SPF uh, well was still in uh, still in Albion and uh, Ross McNeil is a, a really good striker at this level. He played for East Co at many years. I, that's a tough game but Cali I still I still have my doubts about Cali on on that one. Uh, so I think Clark definitely have a chance, to be honest. free on the other hand, um, South of Scotland team, mm-hmm. very decent in terms of South of Scotland. They're obviously a, a tier below the Lowland, but they, they've still got a decent team. They've still got uh, guys with, um, a, you know, a lot of experience. Uh, it's going to be... It's a, another one that's sort of tough to predict because I don't think free generally have a brilliant record in the Scottish Cup. Um, but... I think they'll, they'll fancy it, but again, I, I, we keep mentioning it, or I, I certainly do, but uh, it depends on, on uh, travel and how many bodies they can get to the game. Because certainly at this level, you know yourself, not all the teams can, can have their full squad available
0: on a, on a Saturday or whatever if they have to, to travel places. And just looking further as well, actually when you mentioned that, uh, the, 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 the next round is on Boxing Day as well, so that could be a very interesting um, squad selection for managers. Uh, come Boxing Day. At uh, three more ties to to look at. Devren Vale take on uh, Camelin from the East of Scotland Premier Division, and from the same division, Lothian Thistle, Hutchie Vale take on Lossie. Lossie and Devren Vale. Well, Lossie haven't picked up any points in in one game so far this season, and Devren Vale got a a first point of the weekend. Uh, for Devren Vale, they've got home advantage again. Banff, not the easiest of places to to get to in terms of you know your your travel. Uh, whereas lossier in the capital, um, how do you see those two games going? Kilmarn uh, really just the East the Scotland team. Uh, they they score a lot of goals. They've got a, a very decent sti- uh, side. There's a there's a striker they've got there. I think his name is Mark Stowe He seems
3: to be firing this season. So very dangerous uh, side, came on and they're one that I expect to be quite high up in the East of Scotland this season. Uh, again, again, a lot of these sort of Easter of Scotland teams are, you know, they could. Potentially be playing in the long league in years to come because they're, you know, they're, they're pretty decent in terms of the level. Uh, I think it's, uh, I think it's difficult for, for the other one. I mean, uh, Vale again. They've had a great start to, to the sorry, East of Scotland campaign. They've got uh, um, a few sort of players there. They're they're, they're obviously known. Um, I don't know if it's so much known up, up this way, but uh, certainly Lowry and Fissel are, are known for. You know, mainly their youth in terms of uh, the, the, the players they've produced but um, yeah. they have a decent team and, and they're near the top of the East of Scotland uh, and, and they're at home as well Um, so I, I, I quite fancy Huckerville uh, to,
0: to get a result against, uh, against Lossie Mouth uh, And just one more tie to look at, and this is one that if I was to, to put any, any money on I would probably go for an away win and uh, just because of well, Rothis have been uh, they've they've certainly enjoyed the last couple of weeks winning a cup, and they've had a, a decent start to the league campaign as well. They're away to Newton Grange Star. Uh, a are, are Newton Grange Star gonna potentially cause any upset and and, and prove me wrong. Uh, Newton Grange, they're a weird one. Um, because
3: previous in previous seasons I would I would have said yeah I would have agreed with you, but they have improved their team quite a lot. Uh, over the over the summer or over this sort of period, if you will. I mean, Craig O'Reilly, uh, who's a very experienced sort of forward, he can definitely get goals for them. Um, and it's a really, one I have to, to say about New and Green Star, obviously uh, the, the ground uh, is fantastic, so I'm sure the office the, the players will enjoy the ground because it's, it's probably one of the best at this level in terms of how it's kept and, and, and stuff like that. So it's a, it's a good, good away trip for them. Uh, I don't know I still I probably st- I agree with you still tend to agree that Ruffis could probably get a result there uh, Newton Grange, as I've mentioned like you know like we've seen, seen with the Lone League a lot of SPFL players coming down to Lone League uh, similar uh, sort of down to the East of Scotland in terms of the, the quality as well so there's a lot of quality sides
0: and I'm, I'm sure it'll be the same up in the, up in the Island League as well well personally i'm looking forward to uh, some cracking ties this weekend weather permitting of course we're hoping for a for a kind of mild weekend all round as well chris uh, thank you for coming on and and shedding some light on uh, opponents that might be uh, unfamiliar to some fans up here we we might talk again of course we'll hopefully um get as many uh, highland sides into the next round as possible but i uh, personally i'm looking forward to a Brora-Kelty scottish cup tie i think that would just um uh, give us give us the game that we, we should have got this year.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, well, obviously, uh, Kelly managed to to beat uh, Brecon in the yeah uh, and the Betfred Cup. So that 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 would be a fantastic tie to see Broa, um,
0: you know, playing Kelly to, to sort of maybe put a, a few uh, old wins. <laughs> see what would have happened really uh, if if they had the chance uh, last season. Well, uh, as you say, Kelly beat Brecon in the in the Betfred League Cup. Broa did. Uh, well too in the in the Betfred League Cup they got two draws and gave Hibs and Dundee a run for their money as well so uh, maybe maybe a Brecon City Brewer Rangers uh Scottish Cup die has more appeal as well just to just to just to prove that they they, they could uh, and and should have beaten uh Brecon City but Chris again thanks for your time enjoy your Scottish Cup weekend as well uh, I know it's slightly different because you you'd rather be taken in a game um but again enjoy your weekend and and thanks for coming on the podcast no thanks for having me it was great you know having a a
3: chat with you and obviously uh, discussing um, Highland alone it's always uh, always great to
0: to discuss non league every opportunity and of course there are three other games in the Scottish Cup involving Highland sides this weekend they're all Highland affairs Keith take on Fort William Strathspey Thistle in their first game of the season and it's home to Bucky Thistle And for Martin, take on Tariff in a repeat of the opening day fixture of the season, which saw for Martin run out 5-1 winners. That's it from us here on the HFL show. My thanks to Alan, Chris and Richard. We'll be back for more of the same next week.